Hello and good day everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers Podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm your host Kevin Finkel joined here with my classic co-host. Hey everybody, it is uh, Ryan the Cardboard Samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan. Yeah, only us two today. Yeah, nice. Uh, this should be a you know a little bit more of a laid back one when it's just the two of us, as we can uh, talk about our less competitive stuff. You know, we've been going so the last couple of weeks we've had a lot going on. You know, we've had the new set come out, so we did our whole spec review. Mm-hmm. A week after that, we went and did our first brews of the new set. Uh, now it's just a little bit of time before we start seeing what all of everybody else is doing in the set and get to look at some lists coming out of the new set. You know, we've really just had them on Moto this week, so what we wanted to do here is you know find another topic to talk about. And uh, do you want to lead us? off with what that topic was yeah so recently you know i've been kind of struggling to find decks that i want to play in the format and i think that's because the type of decks that i usually play are just not that good anymore they're not that good in this this format i'm usually a turn them sideways kind of person i'm an aggro player and i kind of i approached you know uh kevin here and I was, he's like you know i don't think aggro is in a good spot right now you know i think we have really good you know i think control you know is better i think combo is better mid-range is better i think that um like I said, uh, aggro is just not in a good spot, and I, I kind of want to go over why that is. I mean, but what? Would, yeah. I mean, can I ask you? Do you, would you agree? Would you say that? I mean, is aggro in a good position or is it in a bad position? What do you? Yeah, think? I thought I, I was the one saying that aggro has not been in a good spot lately, and I think that's very much something we can repeat. Is that it's been a tough spot for aggro recently? Like, I think the top aggro decks have not been. You know, top of the decks. And, you know, let, let's, of course, define what is aggro. Because, you know, I'm not counting Grease Fang. I'm yeah. not counting Red Black Midrange. Yeah, not combo. Um, yeah, so. Um, so w- what exactly did we want to do about that? Because, like, I don't have a quick answer to be like, oh, well, here's how you fix it. I mean, aggro. Blank. Now, aggro is good. Yeah, I mean, if, we, if we were talking about well, my aggro um, definition is is basically um, decks that have, you know, a high concentration of one and two drops that hit quickly. Um, that have some kind of evasion maybe that can get around uh, other players really quickly. Maybe maybe a little bit of early tempo or something that just, just can deal a lot of damage um, very early in the game before other decks um, get up on board. So something they can probably win by like turn five. That that's my definition. Yeah, and wins through creature, you know, wins through damage in combat, yeah. not through like a combo like Grease Fang. So that's where we're yeah. excluding that. Yeah, and I and, um, I, and I kind of added yeah. in um, beatdown as well. Of course, of course. Um, so kind of like the stompy decks that yeah, we've seen in the past, decks, and yeah. those can tend towards mid range. I think that I would define like the red green boats deck certainly as a mid range deck. Okay. Um, what decks? that currently exist in pioneer or have existed recently do you count as aggro then really um well i actually had two parts of you know today's topic that i wanted to go over well first off sure um yeah so first off let's just go to the decks that i I think we can find right now that i think are the top you know i'm doing this with quotation marks the top uh aggro decks uh in the format because even though they are the top um decks i don't think that the how can I say the um, results kind of show that, but I still think that they're good in the format. So for example, mono white humans, probably one of the best aggro decks in the format. Not as, not as consistent as it once was, but still one of the best. Absolutely. That's the one I think of right now. And I will say like, it's still a good deck in the format. I don't think that it's a, you know, tier one deck though. No, no, it used to be. Um, but like you know maybe anymore. tier 1, 1. 1.5 tier 2 like it, it certainly exists but it's not one of the like top decks that you're going to regularly see in every 5-0 league regularly mm-hmm. see at your fnm you know see multiple times if you're playing in a major tournament yeah. I, I can't say it's for sure one of those decks um what other decks would you say are aggro that are of current meta decks yeah, current like meta decks. nothing i don't really? i don't think anything I would say yeah. that green white auras is kind of an aggro deck because it hits hard, it hits early. Well, gotta... I, I did specifically say of meta decks, and I, I do not think that, that is a it's meta an, deck. It's not a meta deck. Okay, I, I wouldn't. Let me see if I would. You know, if it comes up on a tier list, kind of thing. 
Um, like I think that that's a fringe deck. It, it sees some play, but I don't. I don't see that as something that like I would expect to be playing against when I'm building a deck. I mean, I would think that people still saw that it did well at the Pro Tour and that they'd be playing it. So I, mm. I would. I think, and it's not tier one, of course, but I would still think that people would play these in the format. It's actually playable, not the best. Um, how about spirits? I kind of feel like in a mono blue or maybe white. White blue it has a little bit of tempo, of course, but I think it's still pretty much an aggro deck. Okay, that's fair. I think that at least is somewhere on the tier list. I would say, um, you know, like if I'm going off playing Pioneer as my you know go to tier list, mm-hmm. yeah, that one shows up at C. I think that that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's been showing up a little bit lately. It's not one that I think of too often, but it's definitely been around. Um, I have maybe, I don't know, Rakdos Aggro, the actual Rakdos Aggro deck, you know, before with, with like Misery Shadow and, um, what? <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's, people play it again. It's, it's not one of the best, I mean, but I, I just don't think I've seen a version that I wouldn't consider to be mid range. Um, we could probably talk mono red. I think that that's a big thing, but I do feel like the successful versions of mono red in Pioneer lately have been more on the mid-range side. They've been, you know, even if they're playing some aggressive curves, mm-hmm. I feel like they're more of a Chandra and Bone Crusher giant deck than they are a Swiss Spear deck, you know, even if they're yeah. running Swiss Spear. Um, what about Goblins? I know some people have been having some luck with Goblins recently. Uh, it's a, I definitely... haven't seen those people, but I'm I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I think I'm out. Uh, I saw him uh, post one of his, he had a couple five O's or something with his deck in Pioneer. I think it was playing Arena or playing Pioneer. Yeah, I think it's one of those. Um, but yeah, they, again, these aren't, I guess these aren't the best aggro decks, but these are still kind of playable decks. So. Okay, uh, I've got one more that does show up is Atarka Red. Doesn't show up much, but when that does, uh, big fan of that one. So I want to add another Although, question oof. to this list. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, what are these decks' weaknesses, the ones that we just talked about? You know, like, for example, mono-white humans, what happened, you know, why why isn't it as good as it once was? Or why isn't it at, hmm. why isn't it tier one anymore? You know, if we had, like, one or two metagames where it was really, really good. And it did. did I think it's. Two things is it's one that it's not very interactive for the combo decks of the format. Mm-hmm, you know, like it can mm-hmm. put on a, a quick curve, but that doesn't, that's not 100% by any means, especially against something like Grease Fang that can, yeah. you know, put up a little bit of board presence as well as having a combo. Green Devotion can put up a board presence and have, you know, kind of a combo plan, sort of. Um, but it's also just removal, removal, removal. You know, all of these like blue white control decks, red black mid range decks, mm-hmm. that's just a tough thing to, to fight into. And then, uh, yeah, and then some of the like, newer decks that have been popping up, like all the Atraxa decks, I think that that can just be really yeah. tough for Mono White. Yeah, to get that out, what, turn three, turn four, whatever, Atraxa, yeah. Um, how about Spirits? Why isn't Spirits doing better? And I, I still see it, like, spike tournaments here and there, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, it kind of just sticks around and never really... Never really It is. hasn't gotten anything new in a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's still <laughs> around in general. I'm kind of like... Yeah, I guess people still play Spirits, but uh, I don't... It, I'm trying to think, favorite. like, what's the draw to playing Spirits right now? I'm and fine. it's like, hey, you know, I've got the Spirits cards. I want to be mildly interactive in my aggro deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I guess that's probably it, is that, you know, you have some way to interact with, a, you know, a Supreme Verdict yeah. or a uh, whatever. Counterspells. Stabilizing guys, or... Count, yeah, slight yeah. Sneer, I think, yeah. You can stop it. That's pretty good. Um... All right, so uh, well, you also said it, what, Atarka Red or Mono Red? So I would say these are... Yeah, Atarka Red, I was saying. Not, I, I was so, saying Mono Red, for me, leans more towards the mid-range plan, but Atarka Red is kind of what I like in aggro. So something that I really like, you know, that points out for me, like, why this is an aggro list is um, the stock Atarka Red list I've looked, I'm have i looking at right now only is running two Bone Crusher Giant. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's like a big sign of like, hey... If Bone Crusher Giant is, you know, a two drop and a three drop, you know, five mana, that's too slow for what this deck is trying to do. That's definitely indicative of the fact that this is an aggro list. We're trying to go low to the ground and win the game before you're going to, you know, cast your three mana card from exile. So Atarka Red, actually, I had as part of my next question, which is what previously good aggro decks have dropped out of the Pioneer metagame. I don't think, I mean, I would think Atarka Red is a good deck. I don't think it has put up any relevant good results in in the last few weeks or a few months 
to be honest. I think it's kind of the opposite in that this deck did not exist. Like, it was a standard deck. It was a frontier deck, which you and Mm -hmm. I know and many people don't, is a precursor to Pioneer. Um, But it it did not show up in Pioneer. It just never found ground, never found footing. Atarka's Command itself just did not see play until recently. I think that it has come back. Uh, People have been trying things like the new Phoenix Chick. People have Mm -hmm. been going towards, you know, stuff like the Kumano faces Kakazan. Um, those kind of cards have kind of brought the deck back we, into existence. But I'm saying, like, it used to, for like one or two seasons, it was really, really popular. And then now... In Pioneer? In Pioneer, yeah. Tarka Red? I don't think it I ever mean, existed I, in Pioneer. Island Ghost Sam, like, always played it. That was like three weeks ago. <laughs> no, he played before that. He, he played it, um, like, a few months ago as well, I think. Uh, but... So you're you're saying that it's not so much that uh, it's not good anymore, but that it's just only recently got good, and I think it's only recently got okay. I think it's still you know like uh, playing pioneers. Would, they've got on the D as our tier list. Would like, you that's say, still within the meta, but it's yeah. not a uh, you know it's not a core deck of the format. Would you say that it's so much? It's not that it's lacking. Um, it's not so much that it's lacking good cards, but that maybe it just needs a little bit more innovation. Maybe it needs more optimization. I don't think so at all. I think that the lists are pretty optimized. I don't yeah. like this one I'm looking at as playing Bomat Courier because that's wrong and bad, and Bomat mm-hmm. Courier is awful and it's been highly replaced. Um, but I do think that the decks look very optimized. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of four ofs, it's very low to the ground. Um, they're not playing bad cards. It's just that they can't quite compete on the power level of some of the other decks in the format. I would say just can't deal damage fast enough or. You know, the removal is just so good in the format right now, especially if you go up against Rakdos and Yeah. It it's rough. It's it's hard. There's just so many good value value things um in, in the format now. Uh, what about mono red? So the traditional Swift Spear mono mm-hmm. red. I would say that used to be good. I mean, especially a couple seasons ago when we had like the red white burn or they're just like Yeah, so I would like to separate that out because I think that after Luris left, Red White Burn nearly disappeared, mm-hmm. and we saw it start to come back with a more mid range version, heavy on Bone Crusher Giant and Shant- Three Mana Chandra, you know, heavy on things like Light Up the Stage. Mm-hmm. That plays a very much sort of mid range plan. You know, Den of the Bugbear also came out like around that point, so that, that's been huge for that deck. Um, and I think that that is a deck that is almost for me more mid-range like i said like it's just playing a lot of those ways to stay grindy stay relevant into the later parts of the game Mm -hmm. um you know in a lot of sideboard against other aggro decks it's kind of playing the control role where it's just removing all of the creatures um i think that's different from what the red white aggro was when it was just like a burn deck and that was pretty much it do you think i mean so basically the burn deck is just not playable anymore you're you're saying the um straight up yeah you know it lost it lost its ability to stay later into the game when Luris died, and that also freed up a lot of, you know, Bonecrusher Giant really showing up heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, things like, you know, just inherent two-for-ones were a lot more common because people were playing, you know, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, they were playing Bonecrusher Giant, they were playing uh, other three and four drops that just do something good and keep them a card around. Mm-hmm. And that is really, really what's good against that kind of deck is, you know, you kill their one drop and you get a creature into play, that's that's a problem for them because they're trying to you know win on that quality of card by getting out early. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of red white, how about heroic? Um, seems like that used to see some play. Doesn't see play anymore. Yeah, I, I'm sad because I thought that heroic was going to be one of those decks that would survive the Luris ban. Um, and we're still kind of seeing did. the fall out of that. It's like it's it's funny because like it does it keeps popping up. You know, again and again, but kind of just like not sticking the landing. I think, um, you know, yeah. I was gonna say it did really well when we had like tons of mono green devotion everywhere because it just pumped up something. It could hit really fast, really early, and then it just gave something protection from green, and then you'd win. And yeah, you know, I will say, um, thinking about it, uh, one thing that I think was hurting mono white because we were talking about why that drifted from being like a B C deck down to like mm-hmm. a C D deck. Um, a lot of the hate that is good against Mono White is also good against Grease Fang, and that has popped up to being one of the most popular decks in the format. Um, so any of those sideboard cards that do, you know, four damage to a white creature, yeah, like that volley. kills Adeline, which is yeah. the most important, yeah, Rending Volley, 
Adeline's kind of the most important card in that matchup for mm-hmm. a lot of the mono white or you, for that deck. That card's incredible. Uh, the prevalence of rending volley is a big problem for mm-hmm. it. I think for heroic, probably it's probably Rakdos. Rakdos is always a bad matchup for it. They just had so many oh, yeah. different pieces of removal um, that they could use to deal with you. Some of them just go really heavy on removal, and so you're just kind of screwed. Um, yeah, some of the non-interactive stuff like Liliana, especially. Yeah. Um, but th- that was my point I was getting back to, is that I think that th- something like Heroic has also taken some of that hate mm-hmm. of the cards that are good against the existing aggro decks um, and Grease Fang are also really you know even good or better against things like Heroic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a, a lot of other uh, decks on this list of uh, previously good aggro decks, but do you have any other ones you can think of? Before I go into um, my list. I've got plenty. Yeah, I think another one that I want to call out is in Soul. I, I loved when that yeah. was a popular deck. Um, just really, really, I, I, that one died before even the Luris ban. That one died with portable holes printing. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people really just kind of are like, "Oh, I'm off that now." You can just kill my uh, my five five indestructible creature mm-hmm. with, with any deck. You know, all the white decks can well, do it. Wasn't you it know, also- maybe that could be okay? Yeah. Wasn't it also because of Karn? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I don't think that that's as much a part of it. I think it's more the interactive decks. Like, it's more the polar holes and mm-hmm. things like that, especially. More Excel effects. I would also say March of Otherworldly Light is nasty. Yeah, March. Yeah, okay, yeah, probably March even is the bigger one. Like, kind of at the same time, but yeah, March, Portable Hole, um, Ossification, Control Chain to the Rocks, you know, before. all of these removal spells, yeah. Yeah, Control had nothing before that could, like, get rid of, that could get rid of indestructible you know, five five, not at a reasonable speed. Yeah. yeah, you know they could like Azorius charm it, and that card always felt like it was in the waiting room for something better to show up. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So in Soul, um, I would also shout out Auras. I think that that sh- I, I feel like that need that needs more testing because like Auras or uh, you know, Auras like white, yeah, well, white, black, or white green or okay. white whatever, um. White Paws is still a stupid card. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably just has the you know the downside of it dies to Bonecrusher Giant, and that probably is enough to make it not playable in some formats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've always liked those both of those. I mean, I always like that uh, strategy to be honest. Um, but yeah, losing Luris and like not being able to get your stuff back just been huge. Um, uh, I can keep going, but why don't you grab another one or two? So I had a couple. I mean, I was going to say Mono Black Aggro, but that was like early, early days of Pioneer. Ah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I think that Mono Black Aggro was good for a while. Like there, there was a time where it was one of the top aggro decks in the format, and it kind of always played a weird line between being aggro and mid range. Mm-hmm. Like it, it used to be kind of like how Mono Red has sort of replaced it in that role of being like the aggro deck that can grind forever because mm-hmm. it was the first one to use Castle Lockthwain before we had the uh, the Manlands out there. Yeah. That was the best of those castle lands and it got to run Munivolt and it got to run all these creatures that come back from the graveyard um, and all those things just kind of added up to the point where you just couldn't knock them out of resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's kind of just like, oh, okay, I guess I could play Mono Red for that or I can play Red Black for that. Because the mana's gotten so much better that they can just yeah. play the red black mid mid range game. Yeah, but I, I miss I miss that deck. I, I still think there's some really good cards that you can play there that you couldn't play in, like for example, a Rakdos deck. So, uh, what else? Um, what? Yeah, you got another one. Um, I was going to say, I don't remember what I was going to say. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say what. What do you think about like vampires or elves? Are those like combo mid range? Like, where would you put? I those? think those are close enough, and that's definitely like we've been saying. Hey, tribal strategies, or you know, whatever you want to call those, like creature type matter strategies, mm-hmm. um, synergy driven decks in general are at a kind of down all time low because of mid range decks are extremely good at punishing synergy driven decks because mm-hmm. you take out one part of the synergy if you're playing a large amount of removal. And you only need to remove one part of the synergy to make the whole thing fall apart. Mm-hmm. It makes their job extremely easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vampires always seems like a really fun strategy, and they they even got some more stuff, um, you know, in the more recent sets with vampires. But it's just... yeah, I'm not sure what vampires is missing. That's a tough one. They're yeah. kind of missing like a good one, another good one drop, probably. Probably, yeah. We had even 
Knights of Even something I forgot. Uh, definitely, like we said, we we've said that forever. That, oh, Ebon Legion, yeah, yeah, Ebon Legion. There we go. Um, what about elves? Elves can kind of go super wide with the um, with the Kaldheim guy. The, it's not a chieftain. I forgot his name. Tyvar, or do you mean uh the the one one that's uh, whenever oh, another... oh the new yeah uh, elvish war caller or something yeah, like that yeah, or yeah. that yeah. goes super wide. And we did just get we did get another um uh. How can we say not chief, but another lord uh, recently in Dominaria United? I want to say, and I, I know some people have been playing it left and right. Um, it is the deck that goes the widest, the fastest. It can be pretty scary. I'm just wondering why it's not good anymore, or why people just why so it popped it? up briefly, and and it's still the removal problem. That deck when it popped up recently and was looking very good, it was looking good because it had an exceptional matchup against Mono Green. Uh, because Mono Green is not an interactive deck whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does not stop you from building those synergies. And that deck is very much synergy driven. You know, you want to have this card, which helps you go wide with this card, which then gives you payoff with this card. And then your lords all get better. Um, and if you're one for oneing uh, an elf player, they're just going to completely fade out because you'll leave them with the one ones that don't matter mm-hmm. and then sweep them up later or play a four or three that can just block them forever. Mm. Um, so it's very easy if you're playing a removal deck to only take out the important cards and make the whole thing fall apart. It was very good when mono green was by and large the best deck in the format, uh, but that's no longer the case. And because of that, I think that elves just really fell off. So I'm I'm starting to see a, a trend here that basically it's the removal problem. People always complained that um, we didn't have good enough removal. Now we have removal that's too good and it is absolutely stifling uh, the aggro decks in the format. Would you agree? I, I think it's an interesting question. And I think that the answer isn't like... The answer has to be slightly targeted. Like, you can't just be like, okay, let's make all creatures better. And I don't think, think that will do what we want it to. Um, I, I'm starting to think that Wizards is doing the right thing with stuff like, you know, we just saw a two, we, we've been seeing more two threes for two mana. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's them being like, okay, shocks are the removal of most red decks in the format. Let's make our two mana creatures be able to survive that. You know, our two, three mana creatures, because otherwise they're just going to see zero play. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the biggest problem for a lot of these decks we've been talking about has been one drops, one drops, one drops, one drops, one drops. You know, standard decks, pioneer decks, historic decks. Oh, I heard standard uh, so slow. All of these formats, if you want an aggressive deck, it needs three to four playable one drops. Mm -hmm. And we get one every three sets, Mm -hmm. you know, like... You know, if any of these creature type matter decks are going to be good, you need to give them three or four playable one drops. Mm. And we never, ever see that. Um, So I I think they need to be printing like six times as many one drops as they are currently printing. And I I know. um, So you're just talking with you. This is totally taking a step is that there was a big leak of the next mini set coming out. I haven't haven't checked it out yet. And I'm not going. Yes. So. Uh, and I and I didn't want to talk too much about it, but I just wanted to like mini rant. Is that okay? Let, let's say I hadn't seen anything about it. I have, but I okay. I won't do the rant. But for me, a set like that would be the perfect place to print a bunch of good, uh, you know, targeted meta one drops mm. because it's direct into standard without going through limited. And I think that's been the biggest problem for them is that one drops are bad in limited, one drops are bad in EDH. So. There's not a lot of places that are going to print new good one drops because they're bad in the two formats that are probably given the most amount of design space. Mm -hmm. They're kind of like, okay, everything else, yeah, it'll end up in standard, but as long as it's not broken, we don't care. Um, Whereas they're not like targeting being like, hey, we need to up the power level of one drops because they've been fully outclassed by the removal. We need to continue the cycle of figure of destinies. Sure, that's a nice one. Uh, I think that... Those are okay, but those are a little bit grindier. Like, Figure of Destiny, or like, I think the best one in Pioneer was always, uh, you know, Ward of the First Tree, and that one, you know, hasn't seen any play. Yes. It was good in Standard. Yeah. It, it was, those, those, you know, even if they're good against Shocks, they're really bad against Fatal Push because yeah. they never grow their well, CMC. All these, all these um, decks we're talking about today are bad against Fatal Push, to be honest. 
Well, what what's better against Fatal Push is a 2-1 with value. You know, something that it can be a 2-1 or bigger would be fantastic. Like, I think that we can do a lot more with our one-drop aggressive creatures. Even in white, like, think about what the best 2-1 for 1 in white is. Like, what would you say is probably the best 2-1 for 1 in white? Not just in Pioneer, but in all of Magic. 2-1 in white? Uh, Thalia? 2-1 for 1. Oh, 2-1 for, one, for one. Oh no, 2-1 for 1. Um, yeah, we got a couple of them. We have the guy that protects stuff, uh, makes stuff indestructible. We have the one that... Dominaria. Um, so that was from the, what, Dom, from Dominaria when yeah, we returned there. The yep. scout the, that the first you pay time. for and look for something. That one's pretty low on my list, but I guess oh. it could get there, yeah. But what other white ones do we have? I mean, we got tons of white I, ones. I would say Kithian is one yeah, I think of. Yeah, definitely. And how old is Kithian at this point? What, yeah. like nine years? Yeah. Nine years, and we haven't seen any growth in the power level of one mono one drops. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you look at, you know, I, I could rant and say, like, whereas you look at, we've got Ragavan in red. We've got, um, you know, growth in black creatures. We've got Death Ra- or, or Dragon's Rage Channeler, things like that. I, I think that we need some of those level of one drops in, in Standard and Pioneer. Yeah, yeah. Um, not just for white, but for black, too. You know, if I look at the same thing for black, two ones for one in black, I'm looking at... Um, Blood Soaked Champion is 10 years old now, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, we had a lot of good stuff <laughs> during, like, Constantark here. And, you know, we got Swift Spirit. We got so many good cards back then. But, yeah, like we said, nothing. Yeah, even, you know, was... when we're looking at the mono, we were looking at that Atarka Red list, and most of those cards are older than yeah. when Pioneer existed as yeah. a format. Um, so I just think that they need to do some more pushing so... of those cheap creatures, especially cheap creatures that have deck synergies so stuff like uh creature type matters you know what what we're called tribal creatures uh we're trying to move away from that lingo where possible um things like you know ones that support specific strategies so yeah we're saying like vampires humans Mm -hmm. whatever but even like oh this is my whatever matters deck um push those as far as you can go and that will help support the strategy in constructed we begin some random random uh Tribe, sorry, not tribal strategies, but I don't know what word we should use here. Um, yeah, there's not a good word for it. Yeah. I, I'm still, you know, like, you know uh, what I mean. We've gotten, some, <laughs> we've gotten, like, we got, they've been pushing like clerics recently, and you know, we got but, knights but in not the last them. set and soldiers. But my and, whole point is that they have not supported clerics. There is no cleric tribal because there is not good one drops that are clerics. Yeah. Um, if they don't have you know, three or at least good one drops, then they are not supporting that strategy for every constructed. Aggro, They're only yeah. supporting it for, for limited. Every aggro creature type and needs I, one drops. Yeah, I could say rogues. I, you know, rogues got one, yeah. and that's made it a nearly playable deck. Um, I think that clerics really has zero. Warriors has maybe one. Mm-hmm. Um you know, what does Wizards yeah, have? Got, I guess they've got Soulscar Mage. Yeah. Humans has some good ones. And, that, and that's the thing is we've got multiple humans. So Elves, of course, has Elves. Okay, um, so. But yeah. I want to continue this topic. You know, we've been talking about one drops. I think that's that's a really good point here. What about other things that these decks did? Going back to those decks that really aren't that good anymore. Like, you know, Elves' problem is not that it needs more one drops. What does mm. Elves need to become relevant again? For example, it that's a tough question. It, you know, it is a tough question, and it, it's one that you know. I'm not a magic designer. I love to rant and rave because every magic player loves to rant and it rave. Has, but, uh, it has because it has one drops. Yeah, it has lords. What is it missing? It's got a combo piece, even if you're playing. You know the uh, the I forgot the name of the card already. It's just too many you cards. Shaman of the pack. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. It's not quite a combo piece, you know. That's a payoff for going wide. Yeah, Yeah, that could be a big piece of it. Or maybe like, do we need an protection? Maybe do we need something like, like a creator hoof behemoth? You know, something to kind of like just, you know, like a big payoff. I don't quite think that that's what we're looking for because you know, shaman of the pack kind of is our creator hoof behemoth as far as like, oh, it's a payoff for already going wide and getting some extra mana and finding the right piece. Um, I'm not even sure if it's like card draw just because what like they've got some decent ways to find more elves, but that's not enough. We said this before, Aether Vial. Would that just supercharge a lot of these aggro decks if we had Aether Vial? That could do a bit. You know, something Is it too either powerful Aether Vial for or something similar. 
I'm not sure. I don't think it's too powerful for Pioneer at all. No, I don't think so. I think we, we talked, I don't know if we talked about that when we talked about, hey, these are uh, modern cards that we'd like to see in the format. You know. No, we didn't mention it, and I think that that's a good call out. Is uh, you know, I haven't thought about it. I'm trying to think what decks would be broken with that, but like uh, there aren't really that I know of. Now, usually with Aether Vial, you know, you put like one counter on it, and then you just put you can play one one mana creature a turn, right? Or I guess you do two. It's just like an extra creature into play. Yeah, and, and so we should think about the fact that it might actually just not be good enough for mm-hmm. Pioneer. So Aether Vial is card negative as far as cards that matter on the board. So if you're a deck that can already play its creatures very quickly, but they're not very powerful, and they care very heavily about synergy, um, adding Aether Vial to that might not help you because then it's just one fewer creature that your red-black opponent needs to remove mm-hmm. in order to neutralize the entirety of your deck. Um, kind of like, you know, we, we didn't mention Hardened Scales. That probably fits yeah. as another aggro strategy. That has always been particularly weak to these interactive strategies mm-hmm. because if you remove the important pieces on the board, the Hardened Scales are just yet another card that doesn't matter. Again, and I'm list- afraid the Aether Vial might list- fall into that same spot. Ballista died for Heliod's sins. It definitely did. There there are some, uh, you know, we were complaining about that, but I feel like me and Ashok were also complaining of just like, can we please just have Felidar Guardian get rid of Saheeli? Yeah. I know that when it got banned, it was because Saheeli was a brand new mythic from your set. But, but like, other Felidar is the fun part. Uh, with Saheeli or with Felidar? With Felidar, like Yorion and Felidar. So Yorian's not instant. There are some loops that require, at the very least, a third card. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes more than that. You know, like two Felidar Guardians and an Altar of the Brood is a loop that'll kill your opponent. But those mm-hmm. are like, that's putting three cards that otherwise aren't doing anything into your deck. Um. So what about the other... So Sorry, I'm just, you know, we, we have one drops. I think that's a, a good thing or a good call on, you know, what would help a lot of these decks become relevant. Um, I think maybe we need some payoffs on some of these other ones, perhaps. Like, or actually, you know, if we go back to auras, like the the green-white and the blue-white, or black-white, would that just be become playable again if Luris was back in, in the format? I think that's a good question, and I don't know for sure that it would. I think that... Before Luris was good enough that, like, you know, black red mid range was black red arcanist, mm-hmm. and they weren't playing things like they were Mirrorbreaker. They weren't yeah. playing Bone Crusher Giant because those were just too slow compared to what you could do with Luris. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, part of it is is that if you're a mid range strategy, the toughest matchup is going to be a slightly more mid range strategy. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm playing, uh, you know, Bone Crusher Giant. My opponent's playing Invoke Despair. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm losing this because, you know, your, your deck's not going to win super fast. You're mm-hmm. all about the card quality. And if your opponent's playing the card quality game one step further, that makes it tougher. So once the whole format switches to being a little bit more mid-range, um, being just slightly less mid-range might not be good enough because, like, sure, it was good enough at the time, but now everything's moved so you know, the, the, your baseline has shifted, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not really against all of the removal and stuff they've, they've printed into the format, all the board wipes, etc. I think you definitely need to have those things in a metagame first because you have a lot of feel-bads. If you print a card that has absolutely no answer in the format, um, but, you know, I think it's it's definitely time to give competitive players some more tools to work with like I, I posted this on twitter the other day and i feel like all these recent sets if you're an edh player you are in heaven you have all these new legendaries you get these <laughs> yeah. plain chase like cards from this from this last set and whatever you get all these like pimped out you know like foily you know alternate art phyrexian things oh that's cool for you it sucks every rare and mythic is being taken up by 55 legends in yeah, every set yeah it sucks for competitive players there's nothing we want to play with like i I actually I didn't buy any packs. I didn't buy a box of this last set because there's like five cards I want. Only five cards that I want. Oh, don't tell I my wife what I've spent on this new set, but I've also been playing more EDH lately. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, I don't. I wouldn't go that far. Like, I do think I do like some of the sets that have been coming out, but yeah, they haven't been heavily impactful in the way that I wouldn't mind. Not, not a competitive. Um, I mean, 
I'm yeah, guessing nothing yeah. has, has gone to modern forever. But like usually in the past, it's like you'd get a couple. I remember back in the heyday, like even like when, when Tarkiri came out, you know, there was a couple couple cards would come out for Legacy, a few more cards for Modern, tons of stuff for, for Standard, of course, that, you know, would see play. And nowadays it's like you get stuff for Standard, there's like nothing for Pioneer. It feels like nothing for Modern and nothing for Legacy. So rare. Yeah, I wouldn't go so far as to say nothing. Like, I think we still see cards popping up here and there, but I I do feel like it's been a bit of a drought. Yeah. Um, Where, getting back to the question at hand, I I did have a couple things that I wanted to talk about as far as what do these aggro strategies need to make them better? Because that was one of the questions you had posed for me wanting to talk about this Mm -hmm. episode. And I think that one of the things that came to mind for me is... Think about the mana payoffs. So something that made the aggro lists really good a few years ago in Pioneer is that they got to be monocolored and there were some good payoffs for being in that monocolor. Um, I feel like the payoffs have gotten a lot worse. A, because the mana is a lot better overall in the format. Mm-hmm. So there's very little reason not to play a two or three color deck, which just kind of naturally slows you down a bit mm-hmm. and brings you you know, access to more mid-range pieces in different colors. Um but on top of that, like, some of those cards that you would go to go over the top, you know, like the Den of the Bugbears, yeah. the Ramen Up Ruins, I think about Mono Red, and I'm like, those cards are now available to decks that aren't just, like, low-to-the-ground, monocolored aggro strategies, and that is hurting them somewhat. So what I wouldn't mind seeing are some payoffs for mm-hmm. A, being strongly monocolored, and B, maybe some punishment for opponents playing greedy mana bases. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that could make a lot of aggro strategies better. You know, if we had... More disruption. Uh, a mono white, yeah, like a mono-white cleric that punishes my opponent for playing um, non-basic lands. Yeah, like a yeah. one-drop that made non-basic lands my opponent play come into play tapped. That would do a lot to make a deck viable. Um, I think that a one-drop, you know, red creature that damages the opponent by two when they play a non-basic land or you know has a smaller version of a moon effect something like that Mm -hmm. that could do a lot yeah yeah totally agree i think that's what that's that's actually a perfect way to to fix a lot of the problems i think is just having a little bit more disruption having a little bit more punishment right now there's no reason you know not to play uh you know these other mid-range decks because there's nothing these aggro decks can do, you yeah. know, except except for spirits. And like we said, spirits is good because it has that interaction. Mono white can just uh, totally, you know, just play the brave the elements and totally disregard everything you're doing. And even spirits has been looking for a better one drop for yeah. ten years now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got mausoleum wheel on mausoleum wanderer in shadows of Innistrad. And mono and blue has like, God. The, when do we? Mono blue has yeah. The mono blue. Mono Blue existed because they got a second one-drop spirit that they yeah. could, you know, really play and feel good about. Um, but other than that, they've just been like, guys, we are waiting to take this stupid, um, mm-hmm. what is the Flash one that you can pay for to draw a card? Pay for draw. Oh, uh, oh, man. Oh, I can't remember. That card has Sorry. been on, waiting on the it's chopping the block point for, where I just can't remember card for so many because years. Because there's just so <laughs> many cards in, in the, uh, the format now. And I, I should know that one. Sea Pirates Ghost Guy. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, you mind if I move on to another question? Because I had a question that I didn't actually put on the outline, but I wanted to ask you uh, anyways. You know, we, yeah, please, go ahead. Um, of course, we talked about aggro decks that used to be good that aren't good anymore, but what about aggro strategies that have, haven't panned out that always seem like they get more and more stuff, but they have not gotten gotten there yet. Like <laughs> hardened scales, you mean? <laughs> well, like I mean, like Merfolk. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Hardened scales, Merfolk. Merfolk could one hundred percent be like a spirits type deck, but on the ground, and that's just, it. Just hasn't gotten like we've gotten lords, we've got some good one drops and stuff like that. It, it, we even have cocoa. I mean, it's printed in cocoa colors, you know, green, green, and um, blue. But it's, it feels like. We're missing that payoff. We're missing missing you know a little bit more uh, interaction maybe with the uh, the rest of the how can I say the format to be able to be to do well. Rogues you talked about before. What's rogues missing? Why isn't yeah. that panned out? I thought it was good at one. You time. know they were they were waiting for another one drop for a long time. Um, they're getting closer. They've gotten a couple good cards recently. Um, and then I think my other one would be Hammer Time. 
uh, I always feel like, man, this could be like a really good card, really or sorry, really good deck. Yeah. And then just every time I play, it's just like it's so swingy. You know, you have we it. We get you some good two or three mana artifact matters commander every set. Yeah. Basically every set, but I s- um, we still have kind of if, garbage. Um, if we got a one drop one, that would be potentially usable. I think we still need more equipment, to be honest. We'll yeah, probably. Some more, like, give me, give me, give me batter school or something like that. <laughs> well, I don't think batter school would see play no. in modern if you had to hard cast it. You know, stuff we can stuff something maybe cheating stuff more more ways to cheat stuff into play. But yeah, a uh, fixed GTA might be the answer. There we like, go. Something like that. There we go. Oh, that that's a card that makes mo- uh, aggro miserable. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Any other cards you think? Uh... Or any other decks you think that haven't panned out? Like, you know, you always thought this this was going to be an aggro deck and it didn't end up turning to be anything. Let me think, because I feel like I've got a ton. I'm not at my normal computer right now where I'd go and pull up my list of failed uh, attempts at things. Because mm-hmm. I'm always trying, uh, you know, a thousand different strategies. You know, I could complain about party or, you know, a lot of different creature types There are I've complained about because I've tried them and they just don't have the mm-hmm. support. Which is mostly to say they don't have the one drops, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Give me like a Giants Matter deck. I don't know. Yeah. Let's go. Um, Dragons, uh, I think maybe, but that, that's not so much aggro. Yeah, it's more mid range. I mean, I think we pretty much covered most of the aggro decks that are available. In I mean, you, you right haven't now. even said dwarves. Dwarves, yeah. Well, dwarves is kind of vehicles. Yeah, I have that. That's definitely something I would love to see more. Um, and vehicles, we need more one drops. Vehicles too, you know. One drops. There was a short time where people thought vehicles was going to be, you know, plow deck was a deck. Yeah, I don't. I never liked the plow deck to be honest. I like just hard of Kieran. <laughs> we got and actually, I'm giving that deck another look right now because I like Bankbuster. Oh, Kieran. Remember when that was just a standard all star? Yeah, but like we got Bankbuster now. We have we have hard of Kieran. We got we got we got a lot of good stuff. It just needs that one drop. It needs that. Ooh, now how about Dredge? Do you consider Dredge to be an aggro deck? Nah, that's more of a combo deck. Well, not the like the monolith Dredge. I'm just talking about like I'm playing Stitcher Supplier and I'm flipping over three uh, Haunted Dead and I'm discarding two uh, Seems like prize combo decks and I'm bringing them all back. It's a go wide strategy that yeah. doesn't care about removal, which mm. might make it interesting right now. Like yeah. maybe maybe it's worth considering. Um. Do you mind if I move on? I know you, you don't want this to go yeah, too please. long, but I had two more Ooh, questions. Oh, okay. I've yeah, got one, yeah, more, one more. One, one more aggro deck that I think keeps seeming like it should show up is kind of the dredge. Like we've gotten a lot of these little like one and two mana creatures that exile things in the graveyard or care about things being exiled from the mm-hmm. graveyard. I'm waiting for that to show up as a deck. So, um, you know, something like a green aggro. Mm. Kind of missing that. A warriors might be another one. Sure. Yeah. I've got a Warriors list that I always fail to succeed with. I remember Connor Man, you know, had had some success with like Mardu Woe Reaper or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, that's the yeah, yeah. back in the day. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different deck. But anyways, <laughs> it was Abzan. I think that was that color. Um, anyways, <laughs> I could go on. <laughs> um, two more questions, then we can wrap this up. Uh, my next question is: So sure. you know, like I'm, I've been complaining, we didn't get anything from the new set. Are there any cards from? March of the Machines, that could fit Ooh. into any of these these strategies we were talking about today. I have four. I think... Three, possibly Okay, four. what do you got? Well, you want to start with one? Um, Fairy Mastermind. Okay. You know, Rogue. Maybe a Rogue-type deck. Um, also, I think, we didn't really talk about it, but like Blue-Red Prowess maybe is another aggro strategy. Hmm. That you know we kind of skipped out. That's just something that maybe that should never really panned out. Um, but yeah, rogues definitely drawing cards. Um, Blood feather phoenix. I think we were talking about that same play maybe in Atarka Red. Yeah. Um, and then Kenra spell spear, the the two two with uh, with prowess and trample that uh, gets double prowess when you flip it for four mana or three mana. Yeah, yeah. I feel like those could possibly go into some kind of aggro deck. Not sure where. Yeah, I don't think that one goes into like blue red. I think that one goes into mono red probably, mm-hmm. or even red green. Um, but yeah, that one's reasonable. Is there any- that card could be cool. Anything else you can think of that would be possibly? I, I feel like some of the 
scales cards might be a trap, but I think mm-hmm. the new Ozlith is got to be getting us very close. Um, we just need like something that's a payoff. We need a new, you know, ballista yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to reprint ballista, um, give us something better than the one guy that was like sorcery speed, tap five colors <sighs> to remove counters yeah, no, thing. No, no thank no. you. Yeah, that was garbage. Give us something better. Um, even like I don't even if it's like an Ozolith that keeps the counters and you had to you can remove the counters at, at sorcery speed would be better. It's harder to get rid of. Yeah. You know, something like that'd be fine. Um and that actually brings me to my last question for today. If I don't know if you, unless you had any other cards from the new set that you think might fit in to an aggro deck. No, go ahead. Um my last question would be unbans. Like I've been thinking about this for mm. a while. We talked about walking ballista. Would love to see Walking Ballista come back. I think that'd be great for uh, Hardened Scales. But, I mean, it'd also be kind of... It would maybe hurt some aggro strategies. Um, yeah, I think only, you know, X1s. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it could hurt humans. But yeah. even them, they can grow a little bit. Like, in fair strategies, Walking Ballista trading one-for-one one with, you know, somebody's two one-for-one, one, yeah. that's not a, you know, and what a I good like, trade-up. What I like, it's, an, it's yeah. a colorless source. So, like... You know, they can't protect themselves with uh, Brave the Elements. That's true. So, like, it would just totally destroy them if they didn't have, if they just went go wide and stuff like that. Um, we talked about Luris of the Dream Den. What do you think? Uh, ooh, could we unban Luris right now? Luris. Honestly? Honestly, yeah. I, I think we could. Un- <laughs> I, I'm going to go, and maybe that's a bold claim, but I think we could unban Luris right now, and it would not be a dominant. So. I'm trying to think. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to call my bet here. Like I was like, if we unbanned Luris tomorrow, would there be a tier one deck featuring Luris? See, like I said, what what was the why why was it banned? It was banned because it was it, banned because it was banned in modern. <laughs> mostly. Yeah, mostly. I mean, because I I can't really think of a reason why it needed to be banned. It did make it, the, it, the the decks meta share it grindy. had at the time it was banned. The meta ban, the meta share it had at the time it was banned was very significant. It was like thirteen you know, percent. It was something. auras. It was yeah. black red. It was red white. It was. Um, it wasn't letting sacrifice artifact decks. It was a lot of decks in the format. I think they might have said that it wasn't letting. You know, it was preventing deck construction and stuff like that. But we have all these decks now. Decks have been constructed. We we've let the other parts of the format develop, and when that is developed isn't doesn't that mean hey now we can bring Luris back it's it's not yeah, really you might affecting. have to pry fable of the mirror breaker out of people's cold dead hands in order yeah. to stop playing it yeah and people see the value of all these other good cards um yeah for for Rakdos especially but it's like i think it's time i mean you still have to pay three mana to get it back it's more it, it turns your aggro decks into a mid-range thing which would you know again really good for against Rakdos. Rakdos has a huge piece of the metagame, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no one, I wouldn't say it would rein them in, but it would definitely give them headaches. Uh, control as well would give them headaches. But Control has a lot of good stuff. Control has exile yeah. effects. Control has farewell. You know what I mean? Like, they have cards that can deal with this. Okay, how about uh, another one? How about Smuggler's Copy? Yeah, again, I think fine. Um... I think I think it would be a problem with Greasefang right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that Greasefang is a place where it's bannable, so I wouldn't want to be like, oh, get rid of Greasefang, it, put in Smuggler's Copter. Um, it'd be problematic. So th- that's a tough one for me. Problematic, but not broken. I think some some situations, but I think it really just depends. You know, like I said, if we're keeping Karn in play, and if we're, we have we have Fatal Push, we have Portable Hole, we have uh, Soul Partition, we have, we have all these cards that, you know... That we can deal with it, you know, on turn turn two, um, maybe. Well, I guess turn one we we need it too. We also have the new um, what was it? The new uh, I'm trying to think. It's like Elspeth something from the new set that says three damage to target blocking or attacking creature and exile it. Yeah, I don't think that's quite no? what we want. Yeah, we, we've had cards like that before. Um, I think for me the biggest one is Portable Hole. Yeah. Um, when. It existed in Standard and then in Frontier and then in Pioneer. One of the things I always said is that it felt very unfair to certain archetypes because there was no white card mm-hmm. that could answer Smuggler's Copter 
before it could attack at mana parity. Mm. Just period. There did not exist a card that could do that. And now we have multiple. Mm. Um, last one. I, and I was, I think sure. you might have seen me talk about this on, uh, how can I say, on the Discord. Minota, join our forces. Is it time to unbound? Oh. No. No? <laughs> Hard no. Why not? I think a lot of cards have got, there have been good humans printed. There have been good non-humans yeah, printed. I've looked, Both but what, what would you put in there? Like, there's no big hits like there were in Midnight I Hunt. I swear there was something. I was looking at this the other day, and I was like, I swear there was something big that got hit, and I, I somehow missed it. Like, Muriel, is it? Is that like the four mana what one? What is that one? That's what I'm thinking of, but I don't know if she's actually good enough. Yeah. But like, okay, how about Skrelv? Yeah, see, that's the one thing. It's like you have a new uh, non, non-human creature that can protect the combo. Um, that's That would be the big thing. But, I mean, again, uh, the only reason she got banned is because people didn't know how to play removal. Uh, no one was... No, I, I don't think so. Like... She existed at the same time that Phoenix was at its most powerful, and that deck would struggle with it. Like, and that deck was good against it. You know, that deck was playing many lightning axes. But I, I mean, I just don't think. I mean, we're 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 playing neoform decks, and we're playing is it creativity decks. How are those less broken? Those than decks Winota? do not survive the first Winota trigger. That's the problem. Like those decks will die on turn three to Winota. Hmm. You know, when they can get a they can get an attraction play, and that doesn't stabilize against the kind of board that a Winota can make, especially with you know exile removal. Okay, all right. Well, okay. So for me, my two choices: Walking Ballista and Luris. Those are what I would like to see get unbanned. Ooh, um, I mean, like the total ban list, I'd be like, oh, I'll get rid of. Uh, but I, I mean, know, I mean for aggro, and... <laughs> for aggro, for aggro, yeah, 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 for aggro. I think that those are probably reasonable. Yeah, honestly. I, I kind of feel like, yeah, what, what is Luris doing on the ban list right now? Yeah. We are not modern. Please pay attention to us. We are pioneers. It can get hit with a bone crusher giant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm good. Thanks for uh, talking about this topic with me today, uh, Kevin. Of course. Appreciate yeah. It. Let's wrap it up on this one. So if you guys enjoyed this, hopefully, you know, you like us to ranting, me complaining about everything like I do. Uh, go ahead and follow us at, on Twitter at MDG Pioneer. We tweet out, especially right now, uh, we're tweeting out all kinds of new brews and things as we find them online. I'm, you know, habitually online, so I'm tweeting those things out for you. And you can also find a link to our Discord there where you can get in touch with us in many other fun and interesting ways. All right, and you guys can find me on Twitter uh, at uh, Yo Japan Hobbyist, and also find me on the Discord. Uh, definitely in there if you want to talk more. If you want to see me complain about the state of the Agro Meta game, definitely come on in. Hang out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes, please do come bother him and complain. We do mind. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. We appreciate everyone out there who is our listeners, and we are the First Pioneers Podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source for Pioneer information online. And since this is an Agro episode, we're raging out.